Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the ME7 podcast. We're back for another version of the ME7 podcast meets alongside my co-host, James, of course. And today we are joined by Mr. Scott Malone, one of our summer signings. Scott, firstly, how are you doing? Thank you very much for coming on, giving us your time today. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited about being on. This is the first time I've really done something like this. Um, I listen to a lot of them um, and other people. Um, yeah, I'm, I enjoy doing these type of things. So let's just get cracking onto it. Let's go back to the early time in your career. So you signed for Wolves as a pro when you were 18 years old, been in the academy yeah. since the age of nine. Fortunately, not able to make a, a pro appearance for Wolves, but you did enjoy numerous uh, loan spells at that time, the likes of Burton Albion, uh, Southend. There was a club, I believe, in Bulgaria whose name Hungary. escaped Hungary. What was the club called? Budapest. See, I wasn't going to pronounce that. I'm glad I'll let you do it. But um, in that period of your career, when you were such a a young lad coming through, obviously, probably disappointingly, and he didn't get to play for the Wolves after being there for so long. But how was it initially to get that first experience of men's football and the likes of, you know, your well known, well known, well known clubs in England, I suppose, in terms of Burton Albion and Southend, etc.? Um, the first one really was the hungry one. It came about, we played, I think I was 17 at the time. So they bought, I think it was Christmas time, they bought a their first team over to play Wolves in like a winter break, their winter break. And it was a friendly at Molyneux. Um, and at that time I was playing like, it was reserve football back then, there was a lot of under 23s. So it was reserve football. So I played for the first team, I think it was 17. Um, and then I think it was the Monday morning. Um, the academy manager at the time pulled me in and went, are you going on loan? I thought, right. He was like, yeah, you're going to Hungary. I thought, well, for the team we just played, he was like, yeah. I was like, all right. He said, like, go home, speak to your family, make a decision. Um, do you want to go? And I thought, well, yeah. I'm not, I wasn't really getting an opportunity in the Wolves' first team. I was 17, still too young. I think they were in the Premier League at the time, although they were yo-yo in between the Premier League and the, and the Championship, so I wasn't quite ready. Um, so, yeah, I went there. There was two other lads from West Ham, Tony Stokes. I forget, I forget the other fella's name now. Um, so, yeah, three of us went, jumped on a plane, went out there. It was, um, yeah, it was, it was surreal, to be fair. Um, took me a pair of car keys and went, yeah, go. Just passed my test like two weeks before. <laughs> I didn't even ask for a license, nothing. So I went, yeah, go into it. Put it in the house. Um, yeah, that was different. I had to grow up a lot, really quick. Um, like cooking for yourself. Well, not for myself, there was three of us, so we, we all did it. Cooking, looking after yourself, um, getting training on time. Um, but yeah, that was, a, that was a really good experience. Um, Southend, oh, I forget what order it comes in there. I think I went, did I go to Burton after that? Or was it Southend? It might be Southend, but it was loans back to back. So I got quite used to living away from home and looking after myself and, and playing men's football, really. Um, yeah, I quite liked, the Burton one was really good. Um, I think Pesky Solido was the manager. Uh, Gary Rowett was his number two. I think I was 18, 19, I can't remember, so long ago. Um, but yeah, that was like real League Two football back then. Um, that was my first taste of real football. I really enjoyed it. I think that helped me kick on with a bit of confidence. Because when you're playing reserve football at Wolves and training with the first team, then back with the reserves, under-18s, whatever it was, you don't really get to taste the, what it feels like to win three points. You just play and you think, oh, this is fine. Um, but yeah, some of the, in the dress rooms back then were, it was a horrible place. If you didn't, if you didn't do the work, didn't pull, your, didn't pull your weight, you were told about it. Um, so yeah, it definitely really it made me go up really quick. So do you think those 
that, that spell away from home, the back-to-back -back loans, going out to going out to Hungary. Do you think it it taught you life experiences as well as being on on the pitch? You talk about obviously driving, cook, learning to cook for yourself. It's it taught you probably a lot to teach you as a person, didn't it as well? But ultimately, if you want to be a footballer, you get to a Saturday and you need to win. It's three points. Yeah. Um, and if you didn't do it, that was it. It was, and I think that was the harsh lesson really. Um, if you don't do it on a Saturday and don't do it through the week, you've got senior men there that, that I mean, there's, well, let's, let's be real, there's win bonuses, yeah. there's positions in the, positions in the league, promotion bonuses, etc. So you've got grown men that you don't realise at the time, but now when you get older, you start realising and you're looking at the younger ones going, hold on a minute, come on, do you know what I mean? That was them looking at you. So, yeah, um, it's a real, it's a real, I think it's an important time for younger players when they're, when they're young. I mean, it's changed now, isn't it? It's under 23s football and it's yeah. the whole model's changed from when, when I was 17, 18. Um, but yeah, it, it makes you really think about the real world. Obviously, one of your loan spells, Bournemouth. Um, I, was watching a, I was watching a video the other day and uh, I noticed a, a young Scott Malone, 2011, run down, run down half of the pitch in the FA Cup. And who's he scored against? Gillingham. <laughs> do you remember it? In the FA Cup, we drew three all. Dean Court, and you oh, run and you run you run the length of the pitch. Right foot. In the top corner. Yeah, I remember that one. That's why I'm a good one, Joe. There was a there was a replay which didn't quite go your way though. Yeah. I can't remember. I don't think I played in the replay, sir. I don't think you did, but yeah. Quick Quick yeah, yeah, we yeah <laughs> yeah we were looking at I was looking at line spell 2011. I was thinking, okay, hang on a minute. We played. We played Bournemouth in 2011. One of Scott played and yeah, looked up the YouTube video, and you, <laughs> it was you running down the length of the pitch and it put it in the top corner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How was Brilliant. Bournemouth? Um, enjoyed it. Lovely place to live. Yeah. Um, that was League One, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I think I played half of it left back. Half, I think I started playing left midfield at that point. Um, I remember who was there as well. Was it Charlie Daniels? Maybe mm. played left back. Yeah. Um, I so I think. Was there as well. Yeah, Baz was there. Yeah. Mm. Um, See, so yeah, I got pushed up one. I think that was my first real season that I started affecting games, assists, scoring. Um, yeah, I think I got six. Was it six goals? Mm. But I think I was playing left midfield. Um, but yeah, I was there at the time. When I left, they got took over, didn't they? By the was it the, was it the Russian the Russian owner I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that transition it was <laughs> you like missed, missed out on the missed out on yeah. the um, but no it was a good time I mean I got my I got my move to Millwall off the back of that so yeah yeah that's what I mean you did get that move to Millwall obviously under Kenny obviously here so yeah obviously your first sort of big break where in terms of staying at a club for for a little while yeah I suppose how did the move come about to Millwall one yeah that was. Um, yeah, that was my f longest time at a club up until that point. I think I spent three years the yes. first time. Yeah. Three years there. How did it come about? Um, I can't really remember how it came about. I was, I was in, I think it was Marbella. Nice. For my holiday, yeah. <laughs> um, I got a call saying they want to do it. Liam Feeney was actually at Millwall. He went, did he go from Bournemouth to Millwall? Yes. Yeah, so I was out with Fiends on holiday. I got a call, Mill want, want to do it. Obviously it was the Bournemouth in League One, Mill in the Championship. 
thought, yeah, to step up, I'll go for it. Um, yeah, Kenny was the manager. I had to fly back to meet him. Missed my flight. Good start. Yeah, missed my <laughs> flight. Yeah, missed my flight back. Met Kenny late. Um, but yeah, so that's how it came about. Um, but yeah, it was a rough start. My time at Millwall, really. Why? I didn't start very well. Okay. Um, I didn't start very well at all. Um, I think I remember he got three or four games in and Kenny decided not to play me. Um, yeah, I don't think I played for a good 12 months at the start. I was in and out, not really a starter. Um, my fans got on my back a little bit, as it does at the Den. If you're not pulling it in, that's what happens. Um, but yeah, I think that was the first season. Then I come back after that pre-season um, and then started playing. Yeah. So, and then I think I ended up was it runner-up? Yeah. Runner-up? Runner-up in 2012-13 for player of the year. Player of the year. Beyond the keeper, wasn't it? Was it 4D? Yeah. Yeah. Um, little sod. <laughs> um, should have won that, really. No, I was happy to, um, to get a player of the year nomination, yeah. one, two or three at any club, I think, is, especially in the championship, is a good, you've had a good season. So, um, yeah, it was a mixed bag, really, the first spell at, the first spell at Millwall. Yeah, we'll come back on to Millwall a bit later on, maybe a bit of a redemption story. But there is one you talk about, how the move to Cardiff, uh, not Cardiff, sorry, Millwall came about. There is um, a bit of a rumour that I saw online when I was researching before you did eventually go to Cardiff. You were signed by Russell Slade um, midway through the 14 15 season. A manager's synonymous more with Leighton Orient, I suppose, than anyone else. But um, there was interest, allegedly, I don't know if this is true, so we're going to go to how close was it to happening that you, we could have been seeing Scott Maloney in a Borussia Dortmund shirt? That's yeah, true. To what extent the truth is, I don't know. We didn't get that far into it, okay. but I was contacted, I can't remember that, it was a long time ago, um, saying, I think it was, I might be lying here, I think it was a, someone at Dortmund anyway, mm. um, said they want to maybe do something. Um, but it was, all, it, was a, it was all early on. I wouldn't say it got any further than... Was you up for it? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, how was I, 22, 23, I yeah. think I was. Um, so, yeah, it didn't, there wasn't, I can't say, I can't, I can't sit here and lie and go, yeah, I was two days away from signing for Dortmund and I ended up at Cardiff from it. it. Yeah, it's nothing like that. But, yeah, it was early. Um, but I'd already, I think the move to Cardiff, Cardiff was already quite advanced. I think that, that was under Holloway. I think that yeah. was, was it January? Yeah. I think it was. Um, I think I'd, I'd already expressed my, like, Cardiff is happening. Um, so I think it got to the point where they were like, we need to, you need to play a couple more games for Millwall for them to see you again. I th that's all it was. But yeah, I've got nothing really nice ju to, ju nice, juicy nice, on that for you. Nice to feel wanted, wanted um, though. <laughs> yeah, but then Slade, I think, I don't know if you saw this, Slade, when I, um, off the back of that, he did mention it in the press when I signed for Cardiff. And then in the same breath he went, because um, at the time when I went to Cardiff, Solskjaer was there, I think they were in the Prem the year before. Just got relegated. Just got relegated and they were spending cash left, right and centre. And then Slade come out and went, um, we're not shopping at Harrods anymore, we're shopping in Primark. <laughs> and I'm the first signing through the door and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. 
Am I Primark? Am I Primark? <laughs> something? That was quite funny. Depends what the German equivalent of Primark is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you pull that out with him? No, I just left it. To be fair, in your time at Cardiff, you did probably manage to have your most successful season injury-wise because it had been something that sort of played you here and there throughout your career. You managed to play 41 games in that season, injury-free. So how important was that for your career at that point, considering you'd had some issues here and there? Was that Cardiff? Yeah. Yeah, I think Cardiff kind of addressed it. I had a few hamstring niggles and stuff up till I was 23, 24. Um, and there was like a strength imbalance. And they said, look, you've been notoriously, you played 20 games, broke down, played 20 games, broke down. So that was, they kind of sat me down and went, look, you need to get stronger. So throughout the summer, I went, um, lower leg sessions, building up my strength, and since then, touch wood, the ham hammies have been okay. Um, so yeah, what did I play, 41? 41 games, yeah. 41 games. Um, yeah, I enjoyed my time at Cardiff. Most people, when you say Russell Stade, they tend to think later in Orient straight away, because I think that's why you spent quite a few mm. years there. What was he like as magic? I think he's, well, I assume he's retired now. I haven't seen him around recently. Yeah, I've not seen him around for a while. Um, <laughs> no, he was good. He was good. Um, can't say a bad word about Russ, to be honest. Um, Good manager, good detail, good depth. Um, but there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff going on at Cardiff at the time. They'd just changed sh when, shirt colour from. Is that when Tan? Was yeah, Vincent Tan. Yeah. yeah, he. I went he, to Red, didn't he? Yeah, he went. Yeah. Did he go to Red? Yeah, he went yeah. to Red. He built this stand at the top of the blue one, the red seats, yeah. and then he changed the kit to red. So there was all a big thing about that, which is fair enough, isn't it? Um, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes at Cardiff. Obviously, the transition phase didn't help with going from Premier League, I could have said, to the Championship with the influx of players and people on big money and stuff. And, but no, Russ was good. Always good to me. Um, how long did Russ last? I don't think it was much longer. I think, that, I think there was quite a few managers before at Cardiff. Just before Last of the year, didn't he? Now. Yeah. Um, but no, Cardiff was good. Really good. He was one of those signature stars, didn't he? So everyone thinks of Alex... Uh, uh, Arsene Wenger's big trench coat. Uh, he always had the hat, Russell Slade, didn't he? Yeah, the classic <laughs> hat, yeah. Just yeah. keep his head dry, probably. <laughs> yeah, obviously, um, you went to Fulham. Big club. Massive club. Obviously, smile on your faces at all. Uh, yeah, just t tell us about Fulham. I'd say, in my career, one of the best managers I've worked for. Yeah? Yeah, Slav Ikanovic was excellent. Why? What about him? Um... At the time, he had a team, the style of play, how we played. I think I'd say, well, I'm going to say this because I was part of the team, but I'd yeah. say one of the best squads and teams ever in the Championship, I feel. Yeah. Um, I mean, the one that they went up with was bloody good, but mm. the one I played in, I think, was one of the best ever in the Championship. Um, how we didn't go up that year when we lost to Reading is beyond me. I think we had about 40 shots. In the playoff semi, lost two one. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed my time at Fulham. Um, yeah, like I said, style of play. I think it suited me because I was quite attacking then. So we had four backs went high. Yeah. Um, the three in midfield: Kearney, was it Kearney, Johansson, McDonald. You couldn't get the ball off them. Like we were having 800, 900 passes a game. I mean, it was. It was top, in, top, it, top, top players. It was, yeah. it was insane, really. Um, then obviously Chrissy Martin coming towards the end, started bagging the goals in. So yeah, how we didn't go up that year, 
it's crazy. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed my time there. Really loved it. One of the best times of my career, really. Yeah, obviously, yeah, you, you scored six goals in 36 appearances. Um, but yeah, one of them, like you say, one of the most fruitful times of your career, both individually, collectively. It's always, it's always interesting for them because they seem like a really sort of old-fashioned, proper family club. They're right by, obviously, the, right, the stadium's right by the river. Right, but yeah, I suppose from a, from, a, from a player point of view, they've always seemed like they're trying to reach back to the heights where they were. Obviously, they got in Europe, didn't they? And then since then, they've, they've always tried to get back up. They never, never have. What, what, what do you think from a from sort of an ex-player point of view, I guess? I mean, they've done, they've done well, haven't they? They've, yeah, they have they're well. established now, yeah, yeah, Premier yeah. League club. But you're talking about Europe. Mm. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Look at Brighton now, they're back in Europe. So it takes some doing to get back in Europe mm. with the Premier League as it is. Um, but no, they've done really well. Um, from when I was there in the Championship obviously like you said they've, they've gone from your Damien Duffs and your yeah. what, I mean proper top yeah. tier Dempsey Dempsey yeah. top tier yeah. and then they obviously went down to the Championship and now they're working slowly, they're, they're working their way back up slowly um, but they've got everything there they've got the training ground they've got the stadium great place to live it attracts players so it's got everything that is right about the club really mm. It's, it's quite an ironic turn of events next really, isn't it? Considering, you know, how frustrating it was not to get promoted with Fulham. It was Huddersfield who won at Wembley on penalties against Reading. <laughs> and uh, you thought, well, I nearly got there. If someone's going to offer me, I'll take it as well. And David Wagner uh, calls you, uh, says you want to come and join Huddersfield. And you had the opportunity to become the Premier League player for the first time in, in your career in, in 2017. Um, 22 top flight appearances, um, obviously... They uh, solidified themselves in the first season, Huddersfield, avoided relegation, some impressive results in there. How, how, I suppose, how do you look back on that now, um, given that you know, you're, you're, you're in League Two with Jules and you know, where you were at the time? It must be like a hell of a feeling to look back on your career when all said and done, I think I, I was a Premier League player. I played in the top flight. Yeah. I mean, I could be sitting there now going, I've never played in the Premier League if I didn't move to Huddersfield. So in that respect... Um, I always said at the time, I had to, I had to go, because it was Premier League club. Yeah. I had to. There was no, there was no persuading me otherwise. That was when they come in. I was like, look, I'm, I'm going. It's Premier League football. Um, so yeah, to look back now and think oh, I've played in the Premier League, every little kid dreams of it, don't they? Yeah. You start off to be a Premier League player. I've done it. Um, but then a bit like the. Bournemouth won. I left. Yeah. Bournemouth went on. <laughs> yeah, it happened again, hasn't it? It happened again. <laughs> um, I left Fulham next season. I think they went up. Um, did they go up, come down, went back up, whatever it was? Um, but no, I, I can honestly sit here and say I'm so pleased. I, I, I played in the Premier League. It's a different world. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different. What every? It's what about it? So different. It's just. It, it, it's just. It's blown up like you wouldn't believe. It's even pre-season you're having meeting after meeting about what you can do, what you can't do, what your what your roles are as a player in the Premier League, how many leagues it's broadcast over. There's so much in depth, and then when you get when you get to the grounds, there's cameras everywhere. You go there thinking, oh, it's match of the day tonight. 
Do you know what I mean? Really? It's the, uh, really? Man City away, they've got that massive, do the camera that follows you everywhere? Yeah, yeah. Um, we went there on the day they lifted the trophy. I think we got a nil-nil draw. They absolutely battered <laughs> us. Like, from start to finish, Congolata, they battered us. Uh, yeah, drew nil-nil. Um, that was the back end of the season when we were still, well, I think we were, we were sat at the bottom three. Finished 16th in the end. But we, we started to pick up a few points. But yeah, that was, that was some experience. Man City away. I bet that felt like, like, like a win, didn't it? Lift, lifting the, <laughs> with them lifting the trophy, it was, everyone was there. Everyone. Um, yeah, some atmosphere that was. It seems like an obvious question, I suppose, because obviously the quality of the championship is still very high, but when you are going to places like the Etihad, um, Old Trafford, Stamford Bridge, well, I bet you wish I could go to Stamford Bridge these days, um, and from places like you're seeing like, the quality on show, I'm sure Liverpool would have had the Mane, Salah, Firmino back then as well. What was the, the, the jumping quality like when you were going to those sort of places and how did you sort of acclimatise to that? Um, it's totally different in a way of, in the Premier League, it's Saturday, Saturday. If you're not in Europe, it's Saturday, Saturday. If you're playing the top teams, it's probably Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, depending on what their European obligations are. Um, so if you look at the fixture list, like Huddersfield, we were like, right, you look at the fixture list, you go Liverpool, you've got Liverpool, Man U and Spurs, Saturday, 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 you're sitting there thinking, oh my God, we're not picking up a point for three weeks. Um, but it's just the golf in, if you make a mistake in the Championship or League One or League Two, you might not get punished. If you give the ball away against these these teams, it's a goal. I think at home to Spurs, I think we were four 0 down within 25 minutes. I think Kane got a hat trick. Like picked the ball up three times outside the box. Goal. It's like Jesus Christ, you ain't got a chance. You've literally not got a chance. Um, so yeah, there's a massive, massive golf in quality, even from the top teams to the ones trying to stay up the, the gap is just so huge Was there like one individual player that season who was the toughest you played against in your career perhaps? Sterling was Sterling and Walker Walker was right back Sterling was right over three we went 1-0 up that game at home as well we won up at half time and then I've come out second half and kicked Sterling over and give a penalty <laughs> <laughs> I have honestly and we event, I think we lost that game to one, but yeah, Sterling Walker was was tough. Yeah, obviously, um, you went 2018, you went to Derby yeah. under Lampard. Yeah. How was that under Frank? Um, that was really, oh, I keep saying it was really good, but they, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was good. Oh, I think I went there late, was it August? I think the season had started, and then I went there because there was a few bits going on before the yeah. Derby one, the where I could have gone. But yeah, he called me, I was in the car on the way back from training. He was like, Scott, it's Frank. We want to bring you in um, to play left back and whatever. And I was like, Frank Lampard, you can't. Do you know I, mean? I picked up the phone, I was like, oh, Jesus, it's Frank. Um, but yeah, he said, look, come down. Um, this is, we're going to sign these players. We want to play this way. We want to give it a right go. Um, <coughs> Jody as well, Jody Morris was really good. Really good coach that worked with Frank. His sessions were really good. They were, I'd say, they were shorter than what a lot of clubs do. But it was intense. You had to be at it. There was a lot of possession, a lot of winning the ball back high. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's bring he's, Jody bought his experience from coaching the obviously the the world class kids at his age bracket with Chelsea. 
and he brought it into um, into the championship and then went on to make a playoff final. Since, since we, we knew we were going to be doing this, this interview, there's a question about Derby I was really interested in uh, asking you. So when you, you get a call from Frank, is there sort of... Because I looked at it when you, are, when we, you might know Matt Jarvis, who taught, uh, yeah, we yeah. spoke to him when we did us play a few weeks ago and I asked for his point of view on it. Um, when you get a call from Frank, is obviously people will know you, you'd have known an incredible career, England, Chelsea, West Ham, whatever, but he hadn't been a manager yet at that point. Was yeah. there a bit of feeling in your head when he comes to call you and you're like, He's a great player, but he hasn't managed before. Is that sort of like a something you thought about, or did it not really play into your mind? Too no, much? it didn't. I don't know. I don't know what Drivo said, but no. He didn't say. Did he say no? It didn't because he's won everything, hasn't he? He's yeah. the highest scoring was it midfielder in the Premier League. How many caps for England? You don't. You don't think about oh, he hasn't managed before. You think about his wealth of knowledge and experience. Um, and yeah, we got to the playoff final, and he went on to manage Chelsea. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was um, no, you don't think about oh, he didn't manage before. He was just a great player, um, yeah, and it turned out turned out well. In terms of the, the players, because you see the potential in some of them there, because obviously at that time no one knew the height and potential we were going to see from Harry Wilson, Mason Mount, Guy Tamora. Mm -hmm. All of them established uh, top level players. For Guy, obviously in Italy with Milan. Yeah not too far from where we were a few months ago. Um, did you sort of see that sort of calibre of potential in them when they were first there? Because they were still a bit of the unknown at that period compared to what we know them as now, if you like. Thick, no. Yeah, I did, but not as much as Mountie and H. Yeah. I think from day one, Mountie, I think he was, was he 17 or 18 when he come in? I'm not sure. But his first session, when I, my first session, he looked at him and thought, Jesus Christ, he is head and shoulders above everyone, his little touches, how fast he was, his technique constantly. Um, he was he was a great player. He was unbelievable. You knew you knew it after every session. We talked the lads talked about it. After every session went, Jesus Christ. Look at look at this kid. Hates the same. Um, but yeah Fick was Fick was a strange one because when I was there we didn't really well for me, I didn't really see Fick making that jump as quick as Mountie and Mountie and H. I thought those two would be the ones. Um, but in hindsight, you could see Fick had the pace. He had the, it was almost what he was doing in the championship. He was letting, it was like he was letting people have a head start just because he was so quick to make himself look quicker. That's what I look, that's what it looked like anyway. Yeah. But yeah, you could, you could, you could see how they were going to go and play Champions League football. I suppose obviously they all helped out the season after because of that transfer ban Chelsea had, didn't they? So I think yeah, that yeah, off mountain was Tammy at Villa, was he? Tammy was yeah. Tammy played the playoff, playoff final yeah, did, yeah. against Russia. Yeah, um, yeah they, they were obviously accelerated yeah. a little bit because of the transfer ban. Yeah. But but I think I think Frank would have played them anyway. Mm. Let's let's flip it to present day then. Obviously here, at yours. Um, a lot of us fans, when you when you first signed, I know it's a little bit turn and throwing in pre-season. There was interest from elsewhere. We 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 obviously we do know that, but you chose us. Why Gillingham? Um, I think that's a it's quite a broad answer, really. I can't really put my finger on one thing. I mean, it started off quite early 
in the off-season, spoke to Willow, texted him saying, look, if I don't get anything sorted, could I potentially, when pre-season starts, if I've got nothing sorted, could I potentially come down? Can you speak to the gaffer for me, see if I can train for a little bit? Yeah, um, yeah that was all fine. Come in. And from day one, I loved it. I enjoyed it. Lads were great. Um, went to Como. Went to Como. <laughs> that was a good little trip. Went to Como. Um, why am I here? Because I loved it. I wanted to. I think I said to the, I said to the manager when he when he on the phone. Um, I said, "This isn't me settling. I know I've got to come here perform. Otherwise, I don't play." And that's simple as that. You, if you, no matter what club, whatever level, if you don't go in, if you go in, you have to perform. If you don't perform, you don't play. Um, so I, was, I made that clear. I said, look, I'm coming in to prove a point that I've still, I can still play at a high level. Fans are taking to you as well. Yeah. What do you think of the song? I've only ever had two songs. One was at, <laughs> one was at Fulham and one was here. Um, was it the same one, was it? No. I think someone else has got my first song when I was at Fulham. I can't remember who it was, though. The runs down the wing one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, don't know who it is. But yeah, someone beat me to that one. But yeah, um, yeah, song's great. It does give you, it gives you a lift when you, especially at home when you come out of the tunnel and they're singing it. It does, yeah. it makes you feel, makes you feel good. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I've got to keep performing. Otherwise, you know what it's like in clubs if you don't perform. It was quite funny the, the, the time before Como when you were on the plane. But it was like you can only see like the back of you, and everyone was like. On, uh, on Google, he's like, Scott Malone tattoos. He's got him on his hand there. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it's him. Oh, no, it's, um, it's just some random bloke going to Italy. Um, but, um, yeah, where we are now, just as we begin to wrap it up here, we are currently second in the division. Obviously, disappointing result this past Saturday. But what's your feelings on how the overall start to the campaign has been? Because it's been very prosperous for where we are at the minute, especially compared to, I know you weren't here, but where we were this time last year. Yeah, uh, we've won six and nine. Was it last three? Won six, last three. Second in the league. I think anyone at the start of the season, if you'd have turned around and gone after nine games, you're second. Doesn't matter what it looks like. You're second in the league. And we'll go from there. You'd just snap the hand off. Everyone would. Um, so that's where we are. Um, it's been a good start. I think, yeah, we can, more, we can score more goals. And that's a collective. That's everyone. It's including me. Um, I think oh, I should have had four or five already. Um, so yeah, that is a that's not just aimed at forwards. That's the whole if the whole team needs to get better at that. And we've only conceded eight, and we probably should have, we shouldn't have conceded two or three of those. That's probably our errors as well. So it's been a good start. We're um, we're second in the league, and I look forward to the next. Was it thirty? My maths is right. Thirty-seven games. Yeah. Start with a very tough one at the weekend as well. Very tough month coming up as well. Obviously, if um, is it Mansfield, Notts County, yeah. Swindon, maybe Canyon, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, if you want to go up, you've got to beat the teams, teams around you. So yeah. that's the same in every league, isn't it? Hopefully, that will be the way it pans out. So, Scott, thank you very much for joining us uh, today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Scott. No worries. Thank, thank you very much. much. You have been watching the ME7 podcast.